Corner 3 Podcast, weekly tales of the NBA's hardwood from the suburbs of Cincinnati. Check us out at thecorner3.net. this time around but super stoked because we're going to talk some sports video gaming and there's no more important video game to talk about on an nba podcast than nba 2k17 and to talk nba 2k17 i had to bring in the man this guy has been covering uh sports video game for forbes he has his own youtube channel which you can check out he is all over the place you gotta follow him on twitter this is brian mazik brian thank you so much for coming on and talk some nba 2k with us today man i really appreciate you having me on man appreciate it thanks a lot tim so I'm just going to point this out. I'm not going to say it's the, because of me, but I will say the day you and I started following me on Twitter, you got that old blue verified check mark. I'm just saying I played a part. <laughs> now, you know what? I think it was and because the email said uh, courtesy of Tim when he came. Yes! So I figured it was probably you. I figured it was probably you. Yeah, you know. Hey, I appreciate <laughs> the assist. And I was able to knock down the corner three off of your dime. So, <laughs> oh, oh man, man, this is going to be a fun show. I'm really looking forward to this already. So, um, Brian, man, first off, you know, uh, we're going we're gonna to talk a lot of 2K. Uh, obviously, that's the thing, man. We are not too far away. Early release this year. Um, you know, the Dream Team, this year's Olympic team, the Euro teams. We're going to talk every all the gameplay modes here. Uh, but first off, before we get into that. Tell everybody how you got such a cool job talking sports video games for Forbes, talking sports for Bleacher Report, and your YouTube channel. And you're doing big things, man. Like, you have a lot of cool things accomplished there. Well, I, first and foremost, I appreciate it. I appreciate you saying that. Um, uh, honestly, I, I've just been extraordinarily blessed. That's really what it is. I, I, I am not special in any way, shape, or form. Uh, you know, I work hard, I try and, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, but I've just been blessed, man. I, um, uh, you know, when I first started writing, uh, maybe what about six, seven years ago, I had just lost my job and, uh, you know, I always loved sports or whatever. So I sat down and I had just applied for school. I said, well, I'm going to just go ahead and go to school. And, um, you know, I, I, I found Bleacher Report and I was like, what is this? Cause I didn't even really know what it was yet. And I applied and they accepted. And then, you know, I started going through the different steps with them. Uh, and, you know, I kicked the YouTube channel off because I love the gaming aspect too. started doing that. Uh, I learned so much from Bleacher Report. Um, so many very, very important lessons about journalism, uh, about, you know, things just that you might take for granted, like citation, uh, you know, citing people. Um, how to craft a headline in, to, in, in today's world of journalism. Uh, a lot of people think it's just simple. It's, a, well, it is, it's, it's, not, it's not hard once you understand it, but you just think, hey, I just write down what I'm about to say, but there's a method to it. I learned that because Bleach Report is a SEO monster, so search engine optimization monster. That's really how they've gotten where they've gotten. Uh, so I, I learned a lot of lessons there. Uh, and then through a relationship that I had established with Bleach Report, I got the opportunity to write for Forbes, which has been an even bigger blessing for me. And um, I really just honestly, man, it, it, I just got to give it up to God more so than giving it to myself because uh, I just been blessed. That's so cool because uh, I, I wrote for Bleach Report when I was about 21. Okay. I was um, I was covering college basketball for them. 
Okay. And uh, I had no clue what I was doing. So, yeah, like I can relate. Um, we do a site now, and we just started up since we just started this show recently, and I've been doing stuff on there. And it, it's a struggle. Yeah, man, you're absolutely right. Like I, I've been in that boat you have as far as like writing, and uh, it's, it is unbelievable how much you take for granted just those little things and articles for sure. Mm-hmm, absolutely, man. It's a lot. It's a, it's a lot that goes into it. And then, you know, it sticks out to you when you uh, when somebody is really critical of your writing, uh, you know, because – you know, they sit wherever they sit, doing whatever they do. And there are people, and this is a lesson, you know, for journalists, never take your um, your comments too hard, but then also don't take them too lightly. Um, you'll know the difference between a constructive uh, comment and one from someone who's just literally probably jealous because you have a voice and they don't. Uh, and they're just more or less nitpicking at what you've done. And sometimes even those people from that latter group will actually sometimes have a point. Uh, just and, and the thing of it is, is we get, a, uh, we get the thought in our heads that because we become published writers or because we write for this site or that site, then all of a sudden now we're infallible. But that's not the case. We're all human beings. Our work is edited by other human beings. So there are times... From I don't care what site you're looking at. I don't care if you're looking at Forbes, you're looking at ESPN, you're looking at Bleach Report. There's going to be times where you're going to look at something and go, oh, that's not quite right. Well, it pro- it may not be. It, I mean, obviously, you don't ever want to have a situation where that's a you know, that's commonplace, but uh, it happens. And it, you, you gotta, you're going to have a group of people who are literally going to live for those moments so that they can point it out, tweet you, put in the comments that you missed it. And, you know, if you're a perfectionist and stuff, you, you know, you take it to heart. It hurts a bit. But uh, at the end of the day, man, you just got to realize, you know, you're a human being and you put things in place to make sure you can kind of evade that as much as possible. I think my favorite thing from working for Bleach Report was, I guess there's a few writers that had a name very similar to mine, whether it be like an S at the end of the last name or like Mick Daniel or something like that. And I would get their hate tweets. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This guy like was like, I guess a huge like um, FC fan of like um, some of this is a Euro, like a Euroleague team. And I guess a guy like wrote this article like tearing one of their players up, and he like wrote me like eight tweets, and I'm like, I'm really sorry you're frustrated, <laughs> but that's not me. Right. And it no, was it was actually pretty funny. It's actually funny you say that because a, a good friend of mine uh, and uh, a, you know a, a, a writer, uh, you know, one a, a good colleague of mine for Bleach Report. His name is Tim Daniels. Ah. So when you first hit me up, I thought that's who you were. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, why is Tim talking to me like he's never spoken to me before? You know what I'm saying? But yeah, so I, I know what you mean. Fortunately, yeah. there's nobody named Mazik. <laughs> so any hate mail I get, it was really mine. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So, Brian, man, we're going to talk some 2K, obviously. But, you know, if you want to stick around for a little bit and talk some hoops, I'm obviously, you're more than welcome to. This is a basketball show, so we're all open to basketball opinion. Um, yes. Starting on 2K, man, we're coming off a really successful 2K16 game. Um, kind of started the Legends Edition uh, with Michael Jordan on the cover. This year it's Kobe. Uh, obviously, no, I mean, well-deserved for the great career he's had there. Um, the packets are pretty cool if you do the pre-order. How, what are your thoughts going into 2K17, man, as far as, like, one, honoring the honoring the Mamba is a big deal, obviously. we got to honor the Mamba uh, coming off his last year. But, two, the things you're hearing, how do you feel 
at this point for 2K17 compared to this point when 2K16 came out? Um, you know, I, I, I'm going to be honest. I understand some people who are a little bit, um, uh, ap- you know, they're a little nervous right now because not a lot of information has actually been released. Okay. So I kind of get that. I understand why uh, people would be nervous about that because the game is going to be released to the public on September 16th and we haven't seen any gameplay as of yet. Um, we, we've seen a few screenshots uh, and, you know, so it's not a lot of information out there, but at the same token, what I did, uh, and I did this a couple of weeks ago, I went back and I looked at the timeline of released information last year. And they're really kind of right on the same schedule as they were last year with released information. So while I am a little concerned because we haven't seen a lot yet and we're less than a month away, I kind of curbed my concern a little bit because of that. Um, what I've seen, the, I mean, I'm a big franchise mode guy. So uh, my league to me, and I wrote this in an article a week or so ago, I believe that my league is actually, I think I wrote it in my Madden 17 review. Uh, I think my league puts every other franchise mode to shame. It it really makes every other developer kind of look bad because everybody says, well, 2K did that in my league or 2K did that in my GM. Why can't you do that? You know, and what's the legit answer why you can't give, you know, the gamer the amount of customization that you get in, 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 in 2K. But I think the thing of it is, is um, a lot of people don't play my league in my GM, you know, uh, especially the younger gamers, they gravitate to park and pro-am and my team and that's what they play. So the fact that literally 2K is on tap to give us the greatest franchise mode that has ever been created, basically, that's as long as everything functions as it has been presented, this is going to be the greatest franchise mode ever created. But that concept is is lost on the people who don't really like that mode. You know, so... We won't really know for sure if it's going to be as complete of a product as it was last year until we start to get some details on other stuff. Uh, the renders, I'm up and down on. Uh, the 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 one that came out today, Carl Anthony Towns looks uh, looks great. Um, mm-hmm. I thought uh, I thought Kyrie was a little too thick. You know, I thought the Kyrie picture was a little bit too. I thought he's a little bit too wide. But I'm waiting to see how he looks next to a really thin point guard who is maybe not as thick in the torso as Kyrie. Um, I thought that uh, Jimmy, I like Jimmy's a bigger muscular guy anyway. Jimmy's right. kind of a muscular, wide shouldered guy. And Jimmy's arms, he does not have a long wingspan. He has very short arms for his height. So because I've watched 82 games of the bulls every year. I know that, you know what I'm saying? Because that's who I, his, I watch him all the time. So I, I did notice things like that. Um, I pointed out in an, in an article how you could noticeably tell how much shorter Charles Barkley's arms were in comparison to Scottie Pippen's. Scottie Pippen had a massive, I think seven, one wingspan. I don't know what Barkley's was, but I know it wasn't seven, one. 
So, you know, I, I, that kind of stuff I kind of dug, but you know, uh, I just think render wise, it looks more lifelike than it did last year. Um, but yeah, I'm a little concerned about the heftiness every, I mean, we, I think they may need to go to a a gluten-free version of all the players. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I'm going to use that. Um, the cool thing about 2K to me is, you know, you, you, you hit the nail on the head as far as, like, franchise play and, um, you know, my GM being so cool. Uh, we'll touch on the expansion mode here in a moment uh, for sure. I think the thing I appreciate about 2K compared to other sports games, you mentioned, like, the customization, the uniqueness, the creativity. I think that 2K does the best job of all the major sports games is, this, like, nostalgia. Um, I love the idea that, you know, you're, like, playing an exhibition game with your buddies and it's like, hey, man. I'm going to play with the 95, 96 Bulls, and I'm going to kick your ass with them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like you can pick up Madden and be like, yeah, well, I'm going to play with the 85 Bears. You know, they don't do that anymore. And when they did, it was running back number 34, and it right. wasn't fun. Right. And now, you know, with 2K, you get that nostalgia. And yes, there's some teams missing there, you know. We want to see those 98 Indiana Pacers team that took the Bulls to the wire. We want to see the 93 Phoenix Suns. I get that. We want to see those early Sacramento Kings teams. There's a ton of those teams in there. But even with that being said, like how cool is it when you're like, man, I'm going to go play with the 71 Lakers and have Will Chamberlain go against Carl Anthony Towns and the current Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, yeah. And then what I also like is I like the fact that, okay, we all know there are some licensing restrictions and legal stuff that prevents, you know, all of these companies from really just – totally killing it and letting their hair down with certain types of things, right? 2K doesn't pretend as though those things don't exist. They try to create things that can kind of fill the gaps for those, right? So you got 150 creative player slots that you can actually circumvent to get unlimited creative player spots. You know, so if you want to create the people who are not there, you can do it. Uh, Now, true enough, their creative player Sweet from 2K16 is lagging behind some of the better ones. I would love if the folk from down the hall at WWE 2K could come down the hall and visit the NBA yeah. 2K creative player guys and say, hey, here's how we really do it. But I know it's not that simple with two different games, two different engines, whatever. All of that has to mesh. Uh, but, uh, you know, they fill the gaps. Like and when, when college basketball was taken away, right? Instead of just saying, hey, yeah, it's just it's done. That's it. They started allowing you to create your own draft class. That was when that was born because they knew there was a large demographic of people who were exporting their draft classes from College Hoops 2K to NBA 2K. 2K is not a perfect company at all, but if we're, if we're all as gamers being 100% honest, it really does appear that they listen more to their community than the EA sports developers do. Uh, And I'm not even talking about the developers because I I shouldn't say the developers. What people need to realize, and this is something that I've grasped from dealing with these companies one-on-one. EA is for on one end too big for their own good. And what I mean by that is when you get, as large as 2k there is no decision there is no process that happens like that everything takes a year and a half or two to actually come into existence so 
I come into the boardroom or I come into whatever room as a developer and say, hey, you know what would be cool if we did blah, 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 blah. This person takes it to that person. This person takes it to that person. And the person that ultimately ends up making the decision, one, is not a gamer at all. He's a business guy who's been hired to handle the business of the firm. And it takes a long time for that to to get on the plate. Like even like something like draft champions, which was awesome. I thought draft champions was the best mode added to the game last year. Right. I would bet without knowing for sure, I would bet draft champions was conceived somewhere around 2013. And it saw the light of day last year. I agree with that, man, because you kind of saw a little bit of Ultimate Team, and Ultimate Team is fun. Don't get me wrong, but like it, I just I don't feel like Ultimate Team has that replay value that you know we mentioned these two K modes there, and that's kind of where like that feels. But yeah, Draft Champions was a blast, especially because you could take those teams online and compete in those games, and that was a great time. And you see it with my team on two K a lot, like um, Sean, who is normally on the show with us. He's a huge two K geek. Um, he talks about his my team. He talks about you know the currency to buy and sell players like Moses Malone, and the show kind of did that with getting legend players and getting their baseball cards this year. But like it was a little more difficult if you notice too, you know, building your team up and things like that as well. Yeah, I would agree. I, I would agree. I, I, I mean, I think I think Mutt is the best virtual card um, uh, mode right now. But I do think they're very much missing the customization piece. And I think that's where my team has them beat, uh, being able to upload those logos and um, uh, design your court, design your uniform, that whole thing. That just, to me, for me, that changed the whole concept because now it actually does feel like my team. You know, outside of that, it just feels like I did a weird fantasy draft and they got a bunch of people wearing the Bulls uniforms. And that's not what I want. I want my squad going against somebody else's squad. And I think that overall immersion it was captured better in my team, you know, with that. So, you know, I, I don't know. That's just me. Cause I actually, I actually talked to a guy. I don't think he works for, as a matter of fact, I know he doesn't work for um, EA anymore, but at the time he was the guy over Mutt. And I mentioned to him, I said, well, man, what's going on with the, customization i see you see what 2k did with customization he says well we don't get the feeling that our community wants to design their own uniforms i'm like who are you talking to because who wouldn't want to do that you know i'm saying at least just to have the option right you know so i don't know man yeah it it is what it is um i was very I, i think the, the, the rate, I, I think last year, I think I gave 2K16 a nine and a half. The highest rating I'd ever given for any game ever. But I thought it was that complete. I don't, I don't take off for stuff like server issues. Right. Unless they are linked. First of all, I don't, my, my reviews generally come out within a week, a week and a week, within a week of the games being released. Right. So, I already, you know, we have to, you have to kind of balance it, man. You know, you know how games are right now. Um, Games are not the finished product necessarily when they release. If you're going to take off for every single game, take off some like that, that little early issue, you're going to take off for every single game. Then, I mean, I think it's to the point where you're probably being a little bit unfair. Uh, So, 
you know, that is what it is. So, I, I mean, I just, I mean, man, I mean, 2K is like six games in one. Yeah, yeah, it totally is. So I, I, I mean, it was I, I couldn't I couldn't help but give it that, a high grade. All right, so we're going to get into the franchise against expansion of franchise mode. I promise, but we're going to touch on a few things first. Need to know the important question everyone's going to ask in two K seventeen: How do you play against the Warriors with their new roster? You know what? I love playing against people who pick those teams. I know. I love it. I love it. I, I mean, and I'll pick like the 76ers or something, you know, uh, because the way I look at it is if I beat you and you playing with that team, then how do I, I feel? How much better do I feel if I pull off that upset? You know, so I, I'm i not going to be one of those guys that as soon as somebody picked the Warriors, I'm backing out of the game. Come on, Brett, because most of, to be honest, most of the people who are going to pick those teams are the people with the least amount of skill. So you'll probably have a good chance to beat them because they're just going to shoot threes all game. And so, you know, it's just, right. it just depends on how you, how you deal with it. It's that guy that picks the Kings when you go, okay, watch I'm it. in trouble. Yeah, watch it. Watch it. <laughs> He's been playing with the Kings. He knows that team in and out. He knows who should be shooting what, you know, so, yeah. He's like, this is what happens when you actually hit the Marcus Cousins to be on a good basketball team. Right. Oh, this is what happens when you can take Marcus Cousins' attitude out of the equation. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> when his body language is no longer toxic. <laughs> so you mentioned you're a big franchise guy. I'm the same way. Um, and we all have this guy. So uh, that, what I mean by this guy is we set up our team. Like, you know, you're a Bulls guy. Contrary to the jersey, I promise I'm a Bulls guy, but I'm the worst Bulls fan ever because LeBron's my favorite player. So please oh, I'm don't the same hate me. Guy. I'm the same guy. Okay, okay, we're cool then. Awesome. I'm glad. I'm glad to know. So, I mean, well, Derek's my favorite player, but LeBron right. is second. I would say Jimmy LeBron, honestly, just because I I love Jimmy. I mean, we all do. And uh, I'm an Notre Dame guy, so Jerry's in Chicago now. So of course that makes me excited. Uh-huh. Um, but 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 you know, like there's the guy and like. They kind of transcribe because on these fast breaks, our co-host Alex will ask, like, when we do your team preview, we'll ask, who's the guy that you want on your team? Obviously, you can't name, like, LeBron or Curry or one of those, like, top 10 players uh, that's going to make your team better. So when you're in 2K and you're like, man, I got to get a, a spot, like, whether it be, like, a wingman, someone that's got to be on my roster to make my team better, who do you trade for? Um, for 2K, Kawhi. Kawhi. Okay. I like it. Yeah, I like Kawhi because he can finish going to the basket with dunks and above the rim. Uh, he knocks down the three, and the three should be even better this year because I think he shot 44% from three in last season, something crazy. And the year before that, it was like I think he shot 36%. So it should be even better than it was on default last year. And um, and his defense, I mean, he can guard one through three. So that that right there, to me, that makes it like, yeah, I got that's the guy I gotta have. You're like talking to a huge Kawhi Mark, so that like makes me smile <laughs> so hard that you say that. Yeah. Um with all the transitions, all the free agency signings, this crazy off season, who's the team with a new lineup you're most excited to like check out and play with in two K? Uh I would You can say the Bulls if you want. Uh, yeah, no, that's not the one I'm most excited about. <laughs> I mean, you know, I got some issues with the Bulls lineup, so to speak, because I'm not as big of a Jimmy fan as you. 
Uh, I acknowledge him as a, as a, as one of the best shooting guards in the league, but I also think he has a lot of growing up to do. But um, uh, the the two teams that I'm probably most excited to see is the 76ers and the Timberwolves. And yeah. that, those those two teams, I think they're going to be fun to play with. Legend team you want to actually see in the game? Uh, it's a cross between the Phoenix team that you mentioned and the Pacers. Uh, definitely those two are the, the biggest. Um, both of the, I, I don't think that I don't think we'll ever see them though, to be honest, uh, because I, I don't I, I I know for a fact. 2K has tried hard to sign both guys. And they are just not it, – it's, it's to the point where it's not even about money anymore. It's just about I don't want to do that, and I'm going to be that guy. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, you know, we've seen, definitely seen that because, man, how cool would that be if you like – because you remember last year they did a thing at the middle of the year where they actually like – you could download new teams, and they did an update. Yeah. Like, could you imagine come like All Star Break if you get this press release and it's like, "Congratulations, you get to see Web Sacramento Kings." I'm playing with them that day. Right, 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 right. And that's the other one that people want. I actually want the 75 Golden State Warriors. I thought last nice. year was the year to put them in because it was the 40 year anniversary of the championship. Uh, you know, so I thought that was the year to put them in. And, you know, Rick Barry's in the game already. But what I, what a lot of times what it comes down to is I think – and nobody's told me this, but I, I'm thinking this is what it is. Before they put a team on there, they probably have a couple guys that they say, okay, well, we got to have this guy. If we don't have this guy, then we're not going to do the whole team at all. And then they also have, a, I believe, a cutoff that says we got to have at least eight guys. Because if you look at the rosters, the, the Legends rosters, or the classic teams that have been put out, I don't think there's ever been one that had less than eight real guys. Now, you know, they patchwork everybody in with Richard Johnson, Michael Smith, and those guys. But that's just to fill out the roster. But I think there's like eight. They, they probably have a drop-off that says, hey, we got to have at least eight. So, yeah, I, I have de- obviously it's hard not to notice that when you're playing with the 64-65 sec- Celtics and you see Archibald, Russell, John Johnson, number yeah, 98. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. So, yeah. Um, you know, like I said, like the nostalgia things, what strikes me. So before we I mean, I'll ask you this last thing about the Legends teams, who do you think is the most fun Legend team to play with? Like I know, you know, it's cliche to say the 95-96 Bulls or the 95-96 Celtics. Uh, the 2000-2001 Lakers are a team I see a lot uh, when I go and play in like, my, one of my tournaments with my friends. But I love playing with that – I'm probably going to get the year off, but the – I want to say 04-05 Miami Heat with Dwayne and Shaq and the glove and Jason Williams and Antoine Walker and James Posey. Like that's a super fun team to play with and kind of relive, those, to relive that team. Uh, it's funny because uh, that team was weird because that's the team that Dwayne Wade just about almost carried, uh, you know what I mean, to a championship by itself. Uh, but um, the team that I like to play with the most is, the uh, what is it, the 94-95 Rockets. Nice. Yeah, because I, I'm a big Hakeem Olajuwon fan. I love Olajuwon. And um, his render is so solid. From the from the animations to the look uh, to the way he plays is so on point 
And, you know, basically it's Akeem, a, a, a garbage man, g- crasher. Uh, well, that's what he was by the time he was in Houston, was Otis Thorpe. But in, when Otis Thorpe played with the Kings, he was much more than that. But, uh, and you got those two guys, and then you got shooters on the perimeter. So it's a pretty fun team to play with. And you're talking to the guy that has Shaq listed in his top five favorite players of all time. Absolutely. But has Hakeem in the power rankings as the best center. So, yeah, yeah I, man. He's We're going to be best friends. Yeah, he's number two for me. He's number two for me. Yeah. All right, man. So let's talk about the big thing this year. Um, it is, you know, my GN just continues to be a kick-ass thing that they do, um, my league being a big thing. Well, this year, expansion mode comes back in. So this is the opportunity where you can make your own teams, and they've done a lot of great details as far as, like, expanding the lottery. If you're playing with the Cavaliers and you put, you know, an expansion team in, you have to make sure you line up the players you want to keep so they can't get drafted in the expansion draft. They did so many cool details with this. Um it sounds great. Obviously, there is some optimism there. You know, there's reasons to be a little worried, as you mentioned uh, earlier in the conversation. But you know, it's still a cool thing. So, as far as like you know, for you when you look at this, uh, what are you most looking forward to from expansion mode? What do you want to see that's going to be like? They got me. That's that's what I wanted. Uh, honestly, man, <laughs> unless there's something unforeseen that I didn't even think about as a potential issue, they already got me. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just so so already in because that I mean that particular mode just speaks to every single thing I like to do on a game. I mean, I love franchise modes, I love customization, I love making rosters and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I I did an article, um, the ten uh, in ten intriguing ways to play my GM my league. So I came up with like ten different roster sets that you could start a my GM or my league with, Uh, you know, you can do an alumni league. And since you can create all of the jerseys and everything, I could have a North Carolina team, a Duke team, a Syracuse team. And I'm not talking about the North Carolina players of today. I'm talking about Michael Jordan, Sam Perkins, all of those guys. And so we, you get an opportunity to see which program has produced the best NBA players. You know, you can do that. Or or if you want to create a whole new league with, new teams, new players, new everything, you can do that. If you want to have new teams and have the existing players, you can do that. It's just so many different things that I can do is right up my alley. I mean, I've been trying to think of what could there be that could ruin it. And I can't think of anything that hasn't, because it's almost like every single thing that I'm thinking about has already been confirmed that, no, that's in it. So, I don't know. I'm with you, man. I don't know. I think, you know, for me, obviously, the first thing I'm going to do, I live in Cincinnati, so I'm going to make the Royals. They're coming back. That's, they're coming back. Forget the King. Yeah. Nobody thinks the King. Right. No, no, not at all. Everyone, everyone, already, everyone we know everyone under the sun is going to make the Sonics, so that's going to be cool to see, you know, as far as like those different logos we'll bring in. But, dude, I am so with you. I think um, if you remember the year the Texans came in, Madden did the expansion draft. And that was such a cool thing because you're like, man, I really do not want the Houston Texans to have Corey Dillon. I better make sure I have him on my team. It doesn't go anywhere. So we get that back. And we get to do that really. That's a really neat thing there. So, um, and you really have to like think about it. There's a budgeting of that over there. Um, yeah, I'm with you, man. So there's so many awesome features for it. I can't wait for it. Yeah, man. I mean, I like I said, man. I, I really, 
I, I mean, it's it's been pretty it's, it's pretty amazing. And, and MLB The Show has a really, really good franchise mode, too. They really do. Um, the only thing they don't have is the expansion and the team customization. And uh, the one thing that, that MLB The Show, and I don't want to get too much off the subject, but the one thing the MLB The Show could do in their franchise mode that really no other sports game would be able to compete with because of the nature of their game is create a ballpark. If they were to include create a ballpark, because yeah, you can create an arena in basketball and you can create an arena in football, but it doesn't affect the gameplay. The court is still the same size. It's really just all cosmetic in baseball. If you put a create a ballpark in, it changes the way the game is played. Because if I build a stadium that's 250 down the lines and 550 to straightaway center field, that stadium is going to play way different than every other stadium. So they can really change the game if they do that. But their their franchise mode is already good, so it's right to me, right under 2Ks. MVP base stadium is super cool. So, yeah, I definitely got out of that. Right. All right, man. All right, man. We do like a little bit of a power play here, like as past five, five. And you got a, you got a, uh, you got a so, like severely garbled sound going. All right, how do I have something else? Better, better. Nah, it's the same. Uh, I give it the scale all the time. Hold on, hold on. Better, better. Nah, it's the same. Son of a gun! Of a gun! I don't know if it's that way on the full out. I'm going to Mike for a bit. Yeah. Sound better? Yep. Awesome. Cool. All right. So this could be a fast five in video gaming. You ready? Yes, sir. Best NBA GM duo of all time. <laughs> uh, Elijah Wan and Kenny Smith. Nice. I've never heard that one before. Most people go to Israel to Peyton and Kemp. I can get behind <laughs> that. All right. Who is the NBA video game version of Madden 2004 Michael Vick? The NBA. Oh, easy. LeBron. LeBron? Absolutely. Oh, NBA Live 06 Tracy McGrady? Ooh, uh, I don't even remember that. But r- right about now. I mean, if you're playing with LeBron and you know what you're doing, you no, you can't stop. It's it, it's even more than Steph. You can't stop him because physically he's as big as the center. So it's almost. So yeah, I don't. Yeah, and he's what is he? Almost his speed is almost the same as Steph's. So yeah, I, I'd still I'd say LeBron, especially after the finals update. Yeah, favorite Euroleague team that you're ready to play with. Madrid, Real Madrid. Nice. Hmm. Does Larry Bird actually really look like Michael Rappaport for the Dream Team picture? Uh, on the Dream Team picture, he does, but not in real life to me. Yeah, he doesn't really look like him in real life to me. Right. I'm with you. Yeah, it, it is hilarious. I really enjoyed Michael Rappaport's talk on that. All right, <laughs> last one in this group. Are you going to try to trade for West, Russell Westbrook in my GM mode? Um, probably not. Probably not. 
Yeah, too much franchise, too much, too much salary cap issues. Yeah, uh-huh. and if I got the Bulls, I already got ball dominant guys who can't shoot. Why do I need another? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. There, awesome. Well, that was really cool to talk video games with you, man. So let's talk a little hoops for a bit while you're here. This is what we're hearing all about. Um, we can start there because um, the three guys in the show were all Bulls fans, so that's a pretty nice thing there. So uh, we're all in freakout mode. I'm sure. Um, we, I wrote an article, and if I didn't really think the Bulls really got better this offseason, even with adding Rajon and Dwayne. I do like what they got in the Rose trade minus Lopez. Oof. But, yes, Lopez, wow. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, I mean, they, they needed a big man, obviously. Uh, I just was a little worried about there. Maybe I'm a little biased because I watched Jerry and Grant for four years at Notre Dame. Like, I cover Notre Dame media, so I got to see him play a lot. Mm-hmm. But I'm really worried about this team because I thought even though – at first I thought even though I didn't think they were better, they'd still make the playoffs, and now I'm not so optimistic. Hmm. Uh, I definitely think the Bulls are, uh, are a playoff team. Um, the, the issues that they have are going to be a lot easier to hide in the regular season. When you don't get an opportunity to game plan for a team for an entire for you know that you're anticipating playing at least four times, not having shooting or an adequate amount of shooting can be hidden. There are some obviously some defensive issues. Uh, Rajon Rondo is probably one of the most overrated uh, perimeter defenders there there is. He gambles a lot and gets beat a lot, and he doesn't. His 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 issues on defense don't get exposed when he's playing with somebody behind him who is uh, can make up for those defensive issues. Which is the last time he was really actually a, considered a good defender was with the Celtics, but he had KG behind him. Demarcus Cousins is not the same type of a defender, which is one of the reasons why Sacramento gave up so many points last season. Um, Rajon Rondo was also selfish. A lot of people say, how can you be selfish and you lead the league in assists? Well, assists are to Rondo what points are to everyone else. Rondo will be driving to the basket, and the better shot for his team is to take a shot. But he'll kick it out for a three because he wants to stockpile assists. And that can be just as detrimental to a team as a guy who just keeps chucking the ball up at the rim. So they got some issues for sure. Uh, but Dwayne Wade is a leader and he is an absolute influencer. And that to me is one of the biggest reasons why I feel that honestly, I really believe that it is within reach that the Bulls could be the number two seed. Anywhere from two to seven would not surprise me. Who's the young bull that you think steps up for this team, whether it be Bobby Portis? Denzel Valentine, Jerry and Grant, um, I mean, Paul Zipser. Who's the, who's the young bull you're ready to see? Um, well, you know what? To be honest, man, I, I, I really – I'm shocked that the season is going to start with Taj Gibson on the roster. And it's not because I don't like Taj. It's because they have a stockpile of power forwards. He does not fit what they want to do. And he's taking minutes from younger guys who are – supposedly going to be a part of the team moving forward. I say that to say, um, I thought, I think that if given free reign, Miritich could really explode this season. 
and that could help to take them to another level because he is one of the few proven outside shooters on the team. Um, also, I think McDermott will continue to show what he did towards the middle to the end of the season last year. McDermott can score. He just needs to get the opportunity. Uh, he's a terrible defender. He can't guard a parked car. But the problem of the only thing of it is just understand that and allow him to play his game. You know, if you allow him to play his game, I think you still get the 15, 16 a game he can deliver, the over 40% three-point shooting, the spacing that he delivers. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's not going to be a great defender. I, I actually had a, 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 an idea that I think is the smartest way for the Bulls to approach this season, but I'm 100% sure they won't do it. Uh, well, I'm not 100%. Should I say I'm about 70% sure they won't do it. You never know what the Bulls front office. I, I, this, is, this would be the best thing to do. It would be so much better if Dwayne Wade was a six man. Oh. And it's not a lot of people take six man as a demotion. It's not that, especially not for a guy at this stage of his career, who's already a hall of famer. The bulls need another shooter on the floor with that starting lineup. But if Wade's in the starting lineup, it takes another spot away where you can have an actual shooter. The, the 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 front the first five would be so much better if it were Rondo, Butler, McDermott, Miritich, and Lopez. You have two shooters on the floor. You have two guys who can get to the basket and create in Rondo and Butler. And then you have Dwayne freaking Wade leading the second unit and still able to play 30 minutes a game. He's still coming off the bench with Denzel Valentine, with Isaiah Kanan. And now you're looking at a second unit that could be one of the best second units in the NBA if you do that. But do you have the heart to ask a future Hall of Famer who just signed a near 30, per, 30 million per year contract to come off the bench? You mentioned you're a Derek guy. And yes. obviously, if you're a Bulls fan, you know, we still have love for 2011 Derek Rose and how amazing it was. Um, I'm not going to ask about the super team comments because we all have thoughts and opinions on that, obviously. But I am going to ask how you feel this is going to go for him because I think he's obviously going to a better situation than he was in in Chicago the last few years. Um, obviously, having a young up-and-comer like Kristaps Porzingis is awesome. Having a guy who has proven to be a, a solid basketball player in Melo. Getting something he's familiar with with Joaquin being on the team. I really liked him getting Courtney Lee. How do you, what, do you, what do you expect from Derek and fitting in with the Knicks? Derek's going to be an all-star. Really? Derek Rose is going to the all-star game. Every single thing is in place for him to have that type of a season. The motivation is there because it's a contract year, first and foremost. Second of all, uh, he's pissed. He's got a little bit of that in him. He, he's definitely, he feels that the city has turned on him a bit, uh, which he has every right to feel that way. Um, I grew up 10 minutes away from Derrick Rose. So, okay. So, um, he, uh, Rose is not a guy who should ever have a microphone in his face being asked to make a comment. He is not a good communicator at all, especially not in a professional setting. Now, if you're talking to Derek and it's just you and him and some people that he knows, it's different. But then when you're talking to Derek and it's a, a professional environment and I have to watch what I say and I have to talk this way and that way, it's different. 
and he does not ever really come off the way he would like to. And for those of us who don't have a problem expressing ourselves or communicating, sometimes it's hard to grasp that. How come you can't say what you want to say? Everybody's not capable, you know? So he has the motivation. He's as healthy as he's been since he got hurt originally. He's also playing with a better set of offensive, uh, offensively talented teammates than he's ever had in his whole entire career. He's not, not even the best Bulls team under Tibbs had this much offense. Now, defensively, it's a different story. But offensively, there's no he's never played with a team that had this many weapons. That, on top of the fact that you're playing in the media capital of the world, means you're going to get all of the attention. You're going to get all of that, all of the – and he thrives under attention. He always has. I mean, at this – if you consider how much Rose has been hurt, how many game winners have you seen Rose make? A lot. Yeah. Especially considering how much time he's missed. You know what I'm saying? So he 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 thrives under the, under the spotlight. So I think he's going to have a really nice year. Um and I just, you know, hope and pray he stays healthy, but uh I think he's going to have a really nice year. I agree. I'm really looking forward to seeing what he does there with a lot of weapons around him. And that's, that's going to be Derek Rose at his best. Um, going to the Western Conference, obviously the talk is Golden State, as it should be, adding, you know, the super freak of nature and Kevin Durant. Um, and I've made this comment before. I think, you know, you're not going to do much better than options one through four for Golden State. But five through 12 do worry me about that team. Um, what in particular about the super team that they uh, that they look to be worries you about what they could possibly what they could possibly falter. Uh, it's for me most more than anything is chemistry. Um, it is very easy to play the right way when things are going well, but when you get severely challenged, will Durant revert back to isolation basketball when? Things get to, like I fully expect them to move the ball on the perimeter and find a, the open man and do all of that stuff while they're beating the Minnesota oh not even the Minnesota Timberwolves while they're beating the Denver Nuggets by thirty. I fully expect them to do that, but down the stretch when it gets tight and Cleveland is playing you tighter than you expected, San Antonio is playing you tighter than you expected, and you need a bucket. Are you going to continue to play the right way and find the open man when you're in that situation? So chemistry is, I think, the biggest thing that could potentially derail them. Um, I don't so much worry about their five through 12 because they did. They don't need any more scoring, really. They just need guys to play a role. That's, that's what they need. They need guys to play a role. And they 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 have that for the most part. Some people have have talked about them potentially missing Bogut's uh, leadership. Uh, I think that might be a little bit overrated. Uh, I think even though he's a tendency to act crazy and hit the wrong button on Snapchat, I think Draymond Green is 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 very much that team's leader, and he's that physical presence in there. So I, I don't think they'll miss that. Um, another thing is. Uh, Steph's got to get tougher. Yeah. 
Steph's got to get tougher. Uh, and I think we saw him buckle under the first real, true professional adversity he'd ever faced last year. Professional adversity. Um, he had been the man, the golden guy and all of this. And he got some dirt on him and he didn't react well. He didn't handle it well at all. Um, his family didn't handle it well. His wife's on Twitter and all of this kind of stuff. I mean, which always just drives me crazy. You you don't have to make one jump shot, but you on Twitter. <laughs> like the families, everybody's family just needs to stop and realize that what you say, they have to answer for. Not you. You don't have to. No, no. He has to answer to why you implied that the NBA is fixed. You don't have to answer any of these questions. We're looking at you, Reggie Rose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what? <laughs> at least I'll say this though: at least Reggie wasn't in the public making comments, right? Yes, yeah, at least he wasn't doing that. Jeez. So, yeah, no kidding. All right, so you can say right now because obviously we have a little less than two months till the season, a little more than two months actually till the season starts. If you had to put your money on one on one guy right now to be the league MVP. Uh, it, it would, it, it's, it's, it's definitely uh, Westbrook. It's definitely Westbrook. Um, he is the guy who I think most people are going to want to win. Mm-hmm. He is the anti Durant right now. Yeah. And that, you know, him signing, re-signing the contract made Durant look worse and made him look better in the eyes of the public. And, you know, I I always say it's like this. It's weird. Basketball is the only walk of life. It's the only livelihood where you get criticized for taking a better job. (laughs) You know, every every other career you have, you take a better job, people throw your party. You take a better job in basketball and you suck. (laughs) <laughs> it's just coward. it's crazy yeah i'm with you i actually picked russell i have a bet that i have to give up my dream team jordan jersey if someone else but westbrook wins Ooh. but if russell does want to get a pair of twos so i think that's an even i think it's a fair bet yeah the twos are my twos are my second favorite model yeah so you, you feel you feel where i'm coming from here yeah they, they they're yeah. terrible for your feet though <laughs> I got, um, just got the two of the Chicago's. I love them. Oh, my God. I can't play in those. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't play in them. Yeah, I'm with you. So, I have Russ. We might differ here, though. Who would you put your money on to win the scoring title? Uh, Russ. Bill Russ. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't, because, but I think he wins MVP because he's going to be a stat stuffer like he normally is, mm-hmm. but to a higher extent – um, and we saw a little bit of peak at the end of the playoffs last year, and I understand who his teammate is, but I think this is the year of Kyrie. I think that Kyrie is just going to continue to show how special of a player he is, and I think he's going to go off and score a ton of baskets this year. You know, I, is he capable? Yes, but LeBron's not going to. LeBron would have to, in order for in order for Kyrie, this is something that I've always wanted to see LeBron do. But I've always wanted to see LeBron commit to play point guard for a whole season. I've always wanted to see that because I felt like he could put up numbers that we have net we haven't seen since Oscar Robertson. You know, I really feel like he could do that. Uh, but I think that's the only way Kyrie could win the scoring title. It, you know, playing alongside LeBron. I mean, 
I, I think he I think Kyrie averages twenty four and LeBron averages twenty five. I can see that. Yeah, I, I that's what I, I, I can't see because you gotta think about it. To beat Russ, you gotta average thirty a game. True. And I just can't imagine Kyrie averaging thirty a game alongside uh, nobody else is shooting. If Kyrie averages thirty and LeBron gets the twenty four, twenty five that you know he's gonna get, nobody else is getting a shot. I I see where you're coming from, and you're not wrong. I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe I'm a little biased towards Mr. Irving. So yeah, I mean Kyrie. I love Kyrie. I mean he's Kyrie is not a not really a point guard, but he I love him. I mean he's 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 a beast. I mean he is literally unguardable off the dribble. I mean, he is yeah. just if, – if the jump shot is falling, which it most most times is, it's really not much you can do. The other thing going against me in my argument is possibly health for him. So we've seen yeah. that before. Yeah. yeah. And he hasn't played that many more games than Derrick Rose. That's true, man. That's true. I think I saw something one time when um it was like when LeBron and Kyrie first got together, someone had a stat where I was like, these guys have already played more time together than Derrick Rose and Jimmy Butler. It was like 15 games of the year. Yeah. Yeah, sounds about right. So, Brian, man, this was super fun. I'm so glad you could join us in the Corner 3 Fast Break and talk not only some uh, NBA basketball with us, but some two NBA 2K. Um, before we let you out here, obviously I know it's on your tagline there, which makes me step my game up. I got to get that Twitter tag on like you got. Uh, I'm going to give you the floor there so you can give a shout-out to how people can follow you and get in contact with you, where they can find your work. It's all yours, man. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you having me, of course. Uh, on Twitter at Unique Mazik, and it's there on the screen. Um, I do the Q&A show, Ask FP, so um, people who follow me know if you send me any question, you hashtag Ask FP, which is, stands for Franchise Play, which is my YouTube channel. Uh, I pretty much answer just about any question you ask me, uh, you, you know, most obviously related to uh, uh, basketball, uh, well, sports period, uh, sports video games, People splash in some hip hop there as well. So we, we talk a little bit of that too. Um, I write for Forbes, so uh, you can see my work there as well. Uh, and yeah, along with the YouTube channel, that's about it. Awesome. Thank you again, Brian. Really enjoyed it. This is the Corner 3 podcast. Check us out, thecorner3.net. We are now on iTunes. We are on Stitcher. We are on Google Play. We are everywhere. You can find us. And can't wait to everyone get the reviews there. Everyone have a good night. Thanks for listening to the Corner 3 Podcast, weekly tales of the NBA's hardwood from the suburbs of Cincinnati. Be sure to add us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and check out our brand new website at thecorner3.net.